Hello, welcome to this Thursday afternoon edition of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. Hope you all are having a wonderful Thursday. We've made it to yet almost another weekend. We're just flying through these months now. It's just absolutely crazy that we're almost into October, which is spooky season. But for today's episode, uh, we're just going to talk about Jared McCann again because, you know, when are we not talking about Jared McCann on this podcast, Rob Rossi? Wrote a piece for The Athletic that was a bit interesting, you know, basically examining if the Penguins should keep him or trade him. And that, of course, sparked a big debate on Penguins Twitter. I was part of it a little bit. And I'll just give my thoughts on the situation, the article, and, you know, why it's just basically not a good idea to trade Jared McCann. And then we'll also dive into Elliot Friedman's 31 thoughts a little bit. You know, there's a one Penguin thought in there about Marc-Andre Fleury. We're going to talk about that in the second segment. And then the third segment. Just go over some news from yesterday with the big Eric Stahl trade because I have no idea what the Minnesota Wild were doing with that. Um, but to get us all started, let's just let's just get into the Jared McCann stuff. So this morning, you know, getting up at around what I get up eight thirty, nine o'clock. I cannot sleep in anymore. I don't know why that is. You know, I just I just can't. You know, read that Rob Rossi article and it was just like it was really interesting. If you guys have not read it, you guys have not subscribed to the Athletic, please do. Um, it's really worth it. Really good coverage for the Penguins. It's just basically for all sports teams. But, you know, the piece was just very, very odd, I would think. You know, I think overall in in summary, just, he just like, I'm trying to like put it into like the best words that I can. He basically looked at how McCann did this season, you know, used some underlying numbers, some advanced stats, looked how he compared to players such as, you know, Charlie Coyle, who's been really, really good for Boston. I think he put Wayne Simmons in there. And the comparables were actually pretty, pretty good. But it, but yet at the end, he basically just says, yeah, they should trade him for just cap reasons or that he's just not really a good fit. And I just, I don't really understand that. I mean, I think Jason from Penguins Twitter put this, you know, in the best words possible. You Please follow him if you have not. J underscore A 155. You know, basically what he said, you know, we just get analytics that show McCann is an effective but streaky val- player with value comparable to other good players. But the conclusion is that the Penguins should just trade him to clear out cap space and roster space. I mean, yeah, like that that's basically what the article was. And I mean, let's face it, Jared McCann, he was a streaky player this past season. Had a really, really good hot start to the season, was scoring it well, putting up some really good points. I know some of those goals were empty netters. But then, you know, from January onward, he did not look like the Jared McCann of old, especially in the playoffs. He was just absolutely awful. But, you know, I mean, it was three, it was four games of sample size, guys, and they were off since March. So I'm not really going to put a lot of stock into that. But, you know, I just, I really don't see the reason to trade Jared McCann. He's a young, cost-controlled center. You can pay him 3 to $3.5 million per season, give him a three-year deal, and it'll be fine. And it's like, what players on the market will give you that kind of value or will just, you know, put up the production that he does right now? There's, if you look at the free agent market, there really is not a lot out there. I know Eric Stahl just got traded yesterday, you know, I'm going to touch on that later in the podcast. But I mean, like the market, it's just a barren wasteland. I mean, we talked about it yesterday. If you guys didn't listen yesterday, you know, Matt Denzel, the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, put together some options that were outside the organization that the Penguins go out and get. And some of them, it's like Jason Spezza, 37 years old, hard pass. Carl Soderberg, 34, 35 years old, mainly a defensively minded center, but hard pass on that one too. I mean, Brad Richardson, who is Brad Richardson, to be honest with you? I mean, I've heard of him a few times. Of course, he played with Arizona, but I mean, he's just... He's not that good either. I mean, maybe you go after Philip Deneau, who and the Montreal Canadiens appear to be shopping right now. I mean, that would be a pretty good addition. I mean, are you going to give up Jared McCann in that trade? Who knows? I mean, of course, 
you know, the big player that comes to mind with replacing Jared McCann at the third line center spot is Max Domi. And I'm going to touch on that right now. And I would prefer McCann over Domi, Domi in that role. I know I'm probably um, in the minority for that. I think Jared McCann is a better fit. I think he can put up better production in that role than Domi does. But I wouldn't be mad necessarily, uh, well, mad or upset if they did a Domi for McCann swap straight up. I think the Penguins could potentially win that trade. I know Domi had, I think, 17 goals last season for the Canadians. I think 44 points, 71 games. But McCann had 35 points in 60 games. I think McCann is a better finisher than Domi. He's also much better defensively than him. And, I mean, I understand Domi does create a lot more offense. I mean, for God's sakes, he was almost a 20-goal scorer this season. And I believe he's been a 20-goal scorer um, in the past before. But, I mean, it's just like, I don't know. I mean, did Domi also struggle down the stretch this season for the Canadians? He wasn't really good in the playoffs. But, again, you know, I'm not really going to judge a lot of players during this 2014 format, you know, especially after being off since March. And the Canadians probably weren't expecting to play in it after the way they ended their regular season. But, you know, it's just it all goes back to my overall point. There just are there are not a lot of available options out there to upgrade that third line center spot right now. And, I mean, would you really pay the assets that are required to get Domi when, A, the Penguins really don't have a lot of assets in general, and B, oh, yeah, they're probably going to have to sign him to his next contract, too. This guy's only 25 years old, and he's been a 20-goal scorer in his career before. I mean, he's, he's going to want a raise bigger than what McCann wants right now. McCann probably is asking for, like I said earlier, 3.5 to $4 million per. I wouldn't go over $4 million. I would stay in the three range. But, I mean, Domi's going to want more than that, especially if he has a pretty good season as the third-line center. Like Again, guys, I would do maybe a one-for-one -one swap. You can maybe convince me on that. But, I mean, if you're going to not do that and pay up way more assets to acquire him than it needs to be, then, you know, just just say no. And, and it's what, guys? I mean, like a marginal upgrade over Jared McCann? Eh, eh, I mean, I just, I really, really don't see it. I mean, another player I could see them maybe going after, you know, uh, Chad, of course, from Penguins, where he's been on the podcast before he alluded to it on Twitter today, too. Nick Benino. I could definitely see Jim Rutherford, you know, going back to with some of his pastimes and, you know, how the HBK line was so great here and being like, hey, Nick Benino, you want to come play for me again? Giving up David Poyle a call. I think Benino has one year left on that four year deal that he signed after 2016 17. I'm just trying to figure out the math. Yeah, yeah. So it would be 2017 18 through now. So yeah, he has, this will be his last season going into that contract. And guys, the Predators are looking to shake things up. They've been on the downswing for a few years now. They already took out LaViolette. I mean, that was during the regular season, but still, I mean, David Poyle. Promised some changes after the season, after they went out to the Arizona Coyotes in the qualifying round. I think that would constitute as one. And I think Nick Benino is coming off one of his better seasons for his NHL career. I think he had 18 goals somewhere around there, almost like 40 points. I mean, that's kind of comparable to what he did last year. I mean, 17 goals, 35 points. But still, I mean, this would be just a peak Jim Rutherford move. If you guys want to be really, really scared, guess who popped up on the TSN trade bait board today? That's right, guys. Old pal Brandon Sutter, who Jim Rutherford traded during the after the 2014-15 season in exchange for Nick Benino, funny or not. So yeah, Jim, I'm just, I, I'm just, I know I'm throwing that name out there. It's probably not going to happen, but you know when Jim Rutherford says he wants to make changes and what he we've seen so far in this offseason and what we've seen throughout Jim Rutherford's tenure going into free agency. I mean, yeah, the, the guy really, really can't be trusted during free agency. I'm just very, very scared he's going to make a very, very bad panic trade. But still, it all goes back to the overall point. 
There are not enough of actual available centers that could be upgrades over Jared McCann in the free agent market and at least in the trade market right now. You would have to blow a lot of people away to upgrade that spot. I know they've been looking to upgrade that spot since Nick Benino left. There could be a chance that maybe he comes back and Jim Rutherford circles back to that or he just makes a trade for Max Domi. But I think the wisest move this team could make is bringing back Jared McCann putting Patrick Hornquist on his right wing and maybe Dominic Simone on his left wing. I saw Jeff from Penn's blog this morning tweeted out a pretty good lineup. It's mostly the same team from last year, except, you know, the changes from Jack Johnson, having Tristan Jari as the starter, maybe Casey Smith as the backup, having Ruido or someone like Dylan DeMello on the right side, and just rolling with that third line. Maybe like Simone, McCann, Hornquist, see what happens. I think that could be your best bet. Maybe you go out and get a winger for that third line. You bump Hornquist out and you move Hornquist out or something like that. But... I will keep saying, I think you make the team worse if you move on from McCann and you bring in a player who is just not as good as him because I really don't think you're going to find an upgrade that can do what McCann does currently that is available for what the Penguins can acquire for because the Penguins just really don't have a lot of assets to go out and make a move like that. And of course, you know, their salary cap situation, we all know they want to cut back salary. I don't think adding salary will help their causes in this situation. So I just wanted to share my thoughts on the Jared McCann situation in case you guys, some of you guys have not listened before with my takes about Jared McCann. I just saw the article this morning and just wanted to offer up my take for you guys on the podcast. But before we get to a former Penguin that could potentially make his return, God willingly no, it is time to talk about rockauto.com. It's a family business serving auto park customers online for 20 years. You can go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate on the website. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. You can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. You can write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. And just one more, we also have to talk about DoorDash. Between never-ending laundry cycles and incoming emails, you've got plenty on your to-do list. Give yourself one less thing to worry about and let DoorDash take care of your next meal. It's the app that brings you the food you're craving right now, right to your door with over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia. You can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, the Cheesecake Factory, you name it. DoorDash deliveries are now contactless to keep communities we operate in safe. Right now, guys, you can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. That's $5 off your first order and zero delivery fees when you download the DoorDash app and in the app store and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. Don't forget, guys, that's code LOCKEDONNHL for $5 off your order with DoorDash. All right, guys, welcome back to this episode of Locked On Penguins Podcast, and let's talk some Marc-Andre Fleury. You know, it's been coming up in the last couple weeks, especially after Marc-Andre Fleury was benched during the playoffs in favor of Robin Leonard. I will go on record and saying I agree with it. I thought Robin Leonard outplayed him while in the short sample that he was there. Pete DeBoer agreed. That's why he started him in the playoffs, and it would not shock me if Robin Leonard signs a contract extension. I know it was reported last week from David Pagnotta of the fourth period that they were closing in on a contract extension. I think it was going to be five years, $25 million or something, but Leonard put a little bit of cold water on that because, I mean, he probably didn't want to talk about it during the playoffs, but, you know, maybe it's getting close to being agreed to. And, of course, if that contract is signed, that leaves the question of what's going to happen with Marc-Andre Fleury because I think he just signed a contract extension there. I think he's going to be getting paid $7 million per season for the next few years. And yeah, my thoughts on it, guys, no. Leave the past in the past. Let the past die. 
it's just it just does not make any sense to bring back Marc Andre Fleury to the Pittsburgh Penguins. I know there is a weird section of this fan base that just you know that they, they can't live without Marc Andre Fleury, and you know I'm sorry to say, guys, he's not as good of a goaltender as you guys make it out to be. I'm talking to like the Fleury stands who just you know they obsess over him. He just he just isn't. I mean, he really was not good this season. In 49 games played, had a 905 save percentage, 2.77 goals against average I mean in, even last year 913 I know in 2017-18 he was 927 got fifth in the Vesna took the Vegas Golden Knights to the Stanley Cup final he was outstanding that season and you know he's had seasons like that but you know for the majority of his career his save percentage has been around you know 915 916 for his career he's a 913 goaltender I mean that's barely above average to me I mean I just I really don't see the appeal of bringing that in. And, oh, yeah, if, if is, is Vegas going to buy him out? I mean, I really don't think that's going to happen in this economy with the coronavirus going on with money being tight. I just really don't see Vegas doing that. They would probably have to try to find a trade partner for him. And what, the Penguins are going to eat half of his salary or more than that? The Penguins really don't want to take money on, as I just said in the last segment, as they're trying to cut costs. So, I mean, like, that just really wouldn't make any sense. And I know you're going to hear people say, oh yeah, you, you bring him in because he's a top 15 goaltender in this league. You bring him in for all the intangibles, his smiles per 60, blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, stop. Like, I, I really just do not want to hear about bringing back Marc-Andre Fleury. You have Tristan Jari, who I think is more than ready. I've said it on this podcast before. Yes, I am scared about goaltenders with very short sample sizes because, you know, the, it, goaltending is voodoo. You never know what can happen. I mean, Jordan Bennington had a really small sample last season, did very, very well, and then this season kind of scaled back a bit. You know, we also saw with Matt Murray. Stuff like that happens. It could very well happen with Tristan Jari, but I think at this point right now, I, I'm going to go on the record again and say I think Tristan Jari is ready for the full-time starting job for this team. I mean, you can get a competent backup. I mean, you, you can put Casey DeSmith back there and make it a very, very cheap goaltending tandem, which I think would be fine. You really don't want your goaltenders taking up a large portion of your cap, guys. Just look at the Montreal Canadiens. Carey Price makes, what, $10 million per season? They just added Jake Allen, who I think makes over $4 million per season. So they have $14 million tied up in their goaltending going into next season. I really don't want the Penguins to get anywhere close to that. Not that I think they will, but... I mean, are you really going to add like a $4 million salary of Marc-Andre Fleury if you eat a lot of his cap? And then Tristan Jari is going to make, what, 3 to $4 million per season? And then what? Your goaltending is $7 million per season and you're just going to split their, their starts? I just really don't see the appeal in that, especially if you want Tristan Jari to be the full-time starter for this team. And guys, like I just I think Marc-Andre Fleury has moved on. You know, he got out of Pittsburgh. You know, he paid his respects when he came back. He got a very heartful standing ovation. He absolutely deserved it. He was one of my favorite players growing up. I'm sure he was one of your guys' favorite players going up as well. But there's just there's just no need to do it. I really really just don't see the appeal to it. And you know what would be awesome? So Jeff Latang called who has been in this podcast before he had a really funny tweet. Just talking about Elliot Freeman and his 31 thoughts because he basically did say, you know, would anyone really be surprised to see a flurry Jari Tannum in Pittsburgh? which, like I said, hopefully doesn't happen. And Jeff tweeted, I want one of those things where the Penguins offer Fleury like $3 million per season and the Flyers or Capitals offer him a stupid contract that he can't refuse. He'll be average for them and it would make his little fan club 
hashtag rage. Yeah, that would be hilarious. Honestly, Jeff, I think that would should happen for any team that like that if that situation comes up. The Penguins maybe offer him a couple million per season on a short term deal, but then a team like you know Ottawa or like Buffalo makes him an offer he can't refuse and he goes there, and that just pisses off like the flurry stands of the Penguins fan base. I think that would just be absolutely hilarious. You know, inject that stuff into my veins. But yeah, everyone, I just really wanted to bring that up and just go on just a little mini rant about why Mark andre Fleury should not come back to Pittsburgh. Like I said, let the past die. You really don't need to bring him back. Mark andre Fleury is honestly one of the most, I, I, I don't really care if I get heat for this. He's one of the most overrated athletes in the city of Pittsburgh history. I will die on that hill. People just overrate him like hell. And it's just really, really weird how people treat him versus how people have treated other players that have played for any of the three major sports teams in the city of Pittsburgh. It just really, really boggles my mind. I see takes on Twitter all the time where it's just like, wow, like where do you come up with this stuff? Are are you guys just watching something that the rest of the world is not watching? I have absolutely no idea. But I just wanted to share my thoughts on that. Before we get to the Eric Stahl uh, trade and just everything that went down yesterday, it is time to talk about Roman, talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves saying things like I lost my mojo or we could avoid it altogether with excuses like I had a long day at work or sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation, ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping to get started. It's just very, very simple. You can go to getroman.com slash XXX and com- complete an online visit. You can go to getroman.com slash NHL today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's getroman.com slash NHL. One more time, guys. That's getroman.com slash NHL. Alright guys, I'm not, not going to keep you just listening to me too long here, but so we had a very odd trade yesterday that happened around the NHL, so around was about what, 5, 30, 6 o'clock, word comes out from Darren Dreger, oh Marcus Johansson has been traded to the Wild, I'm like, Marcus Johansson, that's a weird tra- trade for the Wild to make, and then it comes back just a couple of seconds later, oh Eric Stahl is going the other way, I'm like, Eric Stahl's going to Buffalo for Marcus Johansson, and then it was just, oh yeah, the trade is a one for one, and I'm just like, Oh, Billy G, Billy Garen, what are you doing there, man? What is you doing? I just, I really didn't understand that trade for the Wild. I guess they're just trying to make changes after they lost to the Canucks. I mean, no player, I guess, should feel safe on the Wild, especially, you know, Billy Garen had a very interesting quote yesterday, basically saying like, yeah, you know, I just, I'm making trades because I'm bored. I mean, he didn't really say that. I'm just kind of like paraphrasing it. But, you know, the statement that he made in my eye was, you know, I'm just going to make trades because, you know, I can and it's just, you know, it's better than not doing anything but I mean if you're telling me that Eric Stahl went for just Marcus Johansson why wasn't Jim Rutherford in on that it just does not make any sense to me you went out and get Kasperi Kapanen who you trade a first round pick a prospect and a roster player and a little bit more just for Kasperi Kapanen but Eric Stahl who was just a 30 goal scorer a couple seasons ago goes for Marcus Johansson who's been very injury plagued these last couple seasons and, and was just not a fit in Buffalo I just really do not understand that trade at all for Minnesota. And I wish Jim Rutherford would have called Billy Garen to say, hey, you know, we could use Eric Stahl, you know, for our third line center option. And, you know, I say that because Eric Stahl would be the big, big upgrade at that spot 
over Jared McCann. Like I said earlier in this podcast, guys, there, there's barely anyone that I would take over Jared McCann right now, but Eric Stahl is one of them. If you said Eric Stahl for Jared McCann, that's a slam dunk deal. Or, you know, Eric Stahl for someone else on the team that's like a bottom six forward like Marcus Johansson was, that is a slam dunk trade for me. I really do not understand like I said, what the hell Minnesota is trying to do there. I guess they're going to trade Matt Dumba coming up. I've seen reports that Winnipeg is interested in him. That makes a lot of sense. Winnipeg needs defense pretty, pretty badly. Vancouver, I've seen is interested, but you know, they're not going to trade Buck, Brock Besser or anything like that for him. So, I mean, it's just, things are interesting right now in Minnesota. You know, will they trade Zach Parise this off season? That's going to be interesting. Remember the Islanders almost had a deal to acquire Parise. So that was very, very close. So, but I think that will do it for this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I know also Joel Edmondson got a lot of money yesterday. Four years, $3.5 million per, also a 10-team mode trade clause. So, congratulations to Mark Bergevin. He has his Jack Johnson contract. That is just a awful contract. But that will do it for today's episode of Locked On Penguins. Hope you all enjoyed it. Um, we'll have another episode coming tomorrow where we'll just touch on some other things regarding the Penguins. So, we'll talk to you all then. Have a great rest of your day.